0: Hello, I'm Jacob Kruger, and this is the Write Your Screenplay Podcast. On this podcast, rather than reviewing movies like Critics, two thumbs up, two thumbs down, loved it or hated it, we're going to look at movies in terms of what we can learn from them as screenwriters. We're going to look at good movies and bad movies, movies that we loved and movies that we hated. For an ad-free version of this podcast, as well as a full transcript, please visit our website, writeyourscreenplay.com. So today's going to be fun. Today, we are looking at season two of Succession. We're going to be looking at the pilot to learn a little bit more about engine. Last year, I did a pretty uh, intense podcast looking at the structure and the engine of Succession and how the show is built. But one of the things we haven't yet had a chance to talk about on this podcast is how to build engine season after season after season. How the season engines, and not just the episode engines, of a really complicated series work. So, if you remember back to season one of Succession, the engine is quite simple. Engine begins with character, and character begins with want. And what do these characters want more than anything in the world? Every character wants the company. Every character wants dad's love. Every character wants the chance to succeed the father. And the father, Logan Roy, played by Brian Cox, needs a successor, but he don't want one. Logan thinks he is never going to die, and Logan does not want to let go. And the series is a beautiful uh, mashup if King Lear met Rupert Murdoch, that's Brian Cox's character, Logan Roy. And so every character wants to succeed the dad. Some think they can, some think they can. Everybody wants this company. And Logan Roy doesn't want to let it go. And that's the structure. And if you think back to the pilot of season one, it's very simple. Here, you've got a bunch of kids. None of them deserve it. And Kendall Roy is the next in line. He is the closest thing there is to a golden child. And he ain't exactly golden, but he's getting the company. And what happens in the pilot of season one is on the day that Kendall's supposed to inherit the company, a very complicated mind game begins between dad and son. And it starts to become clear to both father and son and all the other children that a power play is happening and that Kendall ain't getting this company. And that power game ends up driving the whole season as the different kids get played against each other and themselves by their very complicated father. As Kendall tries to save the family from his father, but also tries to solidify his own power. And so what proceeds is a tragedy of Shakespearean proportion. And by the time we are at the end of season one, and there's a spoiler ahead, but by the time we're at the end of season one, Kendall, who may be the only person who actually loves Logan Roy, has lapsed back into drug addiction because of the pain caused between him and his father that began with that power game. Kendall tried to take over his father's company with the help of his father's worst enemy, has betrayed everybody in his family, has accidentally driven off the road and killed a young man, and finds himself crawling back to his father because he needs to be protected so he doesn't have to be punished for the horrible thing that he's done. So when we find ourselves in season two, we have a problem which is how do you restart that engine? How do you get this series moving again when the thing that moved it is gone, right? There is no freaking way after going through all this that Kendall Roy can inherit the company. And because Kendall's already played his hand and already tried his best and already done everything that he can do to get the company and because that relationship with the father is so fractured at this point and because dad has has survived every attempt to overthrow him that Kendall has tried in season one, there's a feeling of, well, where exactly do you go? Because here we are at the top of season two, and Kendall is basically become a puppet for his dad. In fact, he's physically becoming a puppet. He literally, every time he's asked why he changed his mind, because he can't tell the truth about the young man that he killed, Every single time he's asked, he just keeps repeating what he was told by his father. I saw their plan. My dad's plan is better. It's what he says to the competitors. It's what he says to the newspaper interviewers. It's what he says to his sister. He cannot tell the truth. He has become a puppet for his father. So the engine of the pressure between Kendall and Logan can no longer drive this season which is a problem for the screenwriters. The idea of, is Kendall going to succeed, can no longer drive this season, which is a problem for the screenwriters because he's the guy we've been watching. He's the story that we've been watching. He's the engine of the series. When an audience comes to a series, they are not coming for a one-time event. When an audience comes to a series, they are coming for a feeling They're coming to get the same feeling every time. And when it comes to succession, they're coming for a complicated feeling. They're coming for a feeling that makes them feel both disgusted and sad, that makes them want to both laugh and cry, that makes them angry at the 1% and also feel bad for the 1%, that makes them wrestle with the political imbalance of power and the control of media. There is a lot that we're coming to feel, but all of that feeling grows out of the simple engine that makes each episode feel the same, but also different. When you exhaust your engine, you've got a problem because you get into season two and you've got to create the feeling again. You've got to create the promise where the audience goes, oh, I get how season two can feel like season one. And at the same time, it can't feel exactly like season one. It's got to also feel different. So let's look at how they reset the engine. In season one, the engine gets set when Kendall Roy gets promised the company. In season two, the engine gets set when Shiv Roy gets promised the company. You can actually see that the same things happen twice. Twice. In season one, it's Kendall. In season two, Shiv becomes Kendall. Season two, Shiv gets the company. And just like it was for Kendall, it is the most emotional experience in her life. It is the one moment in her life where she feels like maybe dad loves me and it's one of the most beautiful scenes in the succession series so far that you see shiv has strong defenses against her father she actually is the smartest of the kids and she's been waging her own war against her father by representing the political campaign of one his one of his political enemies and she has built up a wall against her father where she has told herself that she doesn't want it And she has told herself that any action that Logan takes that makes it look like she might get it or that he might sell it is actually just a test, just another one of her dad's complicated mind games. So when her dad offers her that company, she turns it down. She turns it down multiple times because she knows better, because she knows there's a freaking game coming. She knows that she's going to get screwed just like Kendall got screwed. She knows that with dad, everything is a test of loyalty. When Logan almost tweets that he's going to sell the company and she stops him and realizes or at least believes that he's serious. And they have this beautiful moment, this touching moment where she asks him, why did you never ask me before? And you realize that this is the first moment when Shiv Roy, in her life, has felt loved by her father, has felt appreciated by her father, has felt seen by her father. And you realize that this is exactly what happened with Kendall. And just like with Kendall, there's a little catch. See, there's something happening in the background. It's handled in a complicated way because the truth is Shiv is much, 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 much smarter than Kendall. In season two, it's Shiv who says, we can't tell everybody right away. And her father says, yes, of course we can't. And instead, they end up around the table, and she keeps a secret. She keeps a secret even from her husband, Tom. And Brian Cox, this is Logan Roy, plays the game of, we need to name a stuffed shirt as my successor, someone who will never actually get it, that we don't have to make a decision right now. In fact, he names his long-suffering right arm, Jerry, his CEO, as his future successor, pointing out in one breath that she'll be his future successor, but of course, it won't really be Jerry. And so something very complicated is happening. On the one hand, Shiv feels like she and her father are pulling off a plan. She and her father are connected. She and her father are moving forward. And all the other characters, just like they were in season one, are chess pieces in their game. And on the other hand, we can see the same engine starting again. Because we know Logan Roy too damn well. We know that Shiv ain't... Getting that company. We know that there is another game afoot, just like Shiv believes there's another game afoot. And we might be right or we might be wrong about that, because at this point, all I have seen is the pilot, just like you. But what happens is the engine gets set again, the feeling of the children being played again. The feeling that season one was about Kendall and season two is about Shiv. And you've got two people who love their freaking dad, who are trying to succeed him, but who are caught up in a game that is over their heads. So, how does this apply to your writing? When you're working on your own pilot, you need to know that you are building more than just an episode, you are building a franchise. And a TV franchise or a film franchise works just like a franchise company in any other industry. If you're building a burger franchise, every time people come, they want the same feeling. You don't want to go to Burger King in Missouri and get a completely different feeling than you got on Burger King in New York. And you don't want to go to Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in Missouri and get a completely different steak than at Ruth's Chris Steakhouse in New York. You want that same feeling. The best pilots contain more than just an incredible story. They also contain the engine, where a trained eye can look at the pilot and see how you could run it for five seasons. Together with your pilot, you will develop a piece of material called a Bible. And what that Bible will do is it will confirm a great reader's suspicion of how this works and also take things even to the next level. And a part of your Bible will describe the seasons. You'll describe what happens in season one. You'll describe what happens in season two. You'll describe all the way through season five. And you'll be able to describe it in such a simple way that everybody can immediately get it, just like I said it. In season one, it's Kendall. In season two, it's Schiff. In season one, it gets set up like this. In season two, it gets set up like that. In season one, the characters get played against each other like this. In season two, they get played against each other like that. How do you find that engine? Sometimes finding the engine of, of a series is the hardest part because sometimes that's not just about writing the pilot. Sometimes it's about writing the pilot, then writing episode two, then going back and rewriting the pilot, then writing episode 52, then going back and rewriting the pilot, and then finally putting all those ideas together into a Bible that's basically the secrets of how your series can run forever. If you'd like to learn more about that, there's a couple ways that you can do it. Um, You can learn in my Write Your Screenplay class the foundations of writing a pilot. How do you take that character on a journey? How do you build the structure of your scene? How do you build the structure of your acts? How do you write great characters? How do you format for the inner eye? In our upcoming TV drama Weekend Intensive in October, October 26th and 27th, you can learn to take that to the next level, really focusing how to build a pilot, how to build a Bible, how to build an engine in the TV drama world. And of course, you can learn how to do all this stuff in our ProTrack Mentorship Program, where we pair you one-on-one with a professional writer who will mentor you through every draft and through your Bible and through every phase of your career. But the important thing to remember, whether you are writing a TV show, whether you're writing a Bible, whether you're writing a franchise film, is that engine is actually related to theme. And theme is actually related to you. We often think of engine like this very intellectual idea. And the truth is, if your engine is simply intellectual, it will make a lot of sense, but nobody's going to buy your series. The engine actually grows from a wound. It grows from a wound in you. It grows from a genuine pain in you, a relationship you can't resolve. Or sometimes the engine grows from a beautiful part of you, a beautiful part that you are trying to hold on to in the face of a challenging world. Sometimes the engine can grow out of something that you aspire to, a way you wish we could be, and sometimes it can grow out of a fear of how you might be. But it's important to understand that the engine is personal, because engine is simply the commercial way of talking about something much more important, which is called theme. That really what we're doing as writers is really very simple. All we're doing is we're going inside and we're finding something in ourselves. Something beautiful, something broken, a wound, a fear, a question, something we're wrestling with, something we don't understand, a character, a relationship. We are asking that question of ourselves and the world, and we're using the fiction of our characters to ask that question. The beautiful thing about writing from this deep of a place, whether you're writing a comedy or a drama, Both of these engines grow from something that you as a writer are wrestling with. And when you write from that place, what's really beautiful about that kind of writing is that it will always lead you to an engine. Because these are the questions that we can't fully resolve. That, in fact, it's our inability to fully resolve. It's the way that we keep wrestling with the same patterns in different ways in ourselves that will ultimately lend itself to the engine of the series. And so this is the idea that I want to leave you with, is that even though we think we're in the fiction business, and even though we think we're in the hook business, and even though we think we're in the pitching business, we're actually not. What we're actually in, as screenwriters, as TV writers, we're in the truth business. We're in the business of taking something true, something that we believe, something about ourselves, something that we're wrestling with it, and wrestling it through fiction on the page. In a feature, we're going to take that to a logical conclusion as far as we can go through the journey of our characters. We're going to try to look at it from every angle and we're going to make the character look at it from every angle and we're going to take him to a place or her to a place of completion where it feels like she's changed in relation to that question, that theme, that thing that is beautiful and broken in you that you're writing from. In a series, we're rather going to dwell in the incompletion. We're rather going to dwell in the question. We're rather going to dwell in the way that these things both resolve and don't resolve, change and don't change. That how, just like the Roy family, we can go through the biggest change ever in season one and still come back and wrestle with the same patterns in season two. And even though we're not doing the same thing, even though we're growing and changing, we're wrestling on different sides of the same question. So this is how a series is built. It starts with something in you. You put it onto the page. You find the character's journey. You find what the elements are that the characters will wrestle with each time. And out of that, you find a way of talking about it that makes sense to producers, a way of verbalizing and structuring that internal theme in an external way that allows your series to run forever. I hope that you enjoyed this podcast. For a complete transcript, please visit our website, writeyourscreenplay.com slash podcast.